it just didn't work out and so i became very bitter towards the song and i was like i hate this song i'm never putting it out and it went viral mm-hmm. and like the next couple of weeks i like signed a record deal and then a publishing deal Holy and it like shit. changed my life like that <laughs> song fully changed my life heartbreak can really turn into something incredible What's going on, everyone? It's me, Dom. Welcome back to Dom Meets World. Hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. This week on the show, I'm joined by the one and only Jordy, an amazing musician, amazing songwriter. And today we're going to be talking about relationships as a music inspiration, just like how relationships affect your music. But first, once again, my show, Dom Meets World, um, let's talk about me interacting in the world. Let's talk about me trying to figure out how the hell to date because where the hell do you meet people? I'm, I'm not a dating app person. I've never, I've been on a dating app once. It was Tinder. I was working at this place called the Drake Hotel in Toronto. And my buddy was like, you got to get on a dating app, dude. We took pictures, put it on, made my profile. First swipe was a match and it was my coworker. And then we dated for three and a half years. So that was kind of like, all right, I kind of won. I kind of, you know, I did it. I won first swipe. I feel like, you know, you got to know when to, what's that song? Got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. Do you not know that song? Does anyone, Joe, do you know that song? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else was like, yeah, yeah, very famous song. Yeah, we all, <laughs> we all know that song. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, goddamn Kenny Rogers, man. But yeah, I just like, you know, I'm I'm one and O, I'm undefeated, other than you know getting, then the whole breakup. But like, you know, it was a success. It was a success. Wow, why can't I say words? It's a successful relationship off a dating app, and I'm and there's too many. There's like Tinder, which I've heard through the grapevine is just like uh like, just hookups. Like Tinder is just like kind of. You just go on there for fun. Heard Hinge is more like, Hinge is more serious. And then there's Raya, which is like, here's my thing about Raya, right? And I know Spence has gone off about this, and I'm not going off about the application process. But I am about my own application, and I don't care to apply. But like, how does one determine who gets on Raya? Because there's sometimes like, oh, I'm on Raya, and I'm like, okay, I'm not saying like, because I'm nobody, you know? And like every, in my sense, everybody's just a human. But like, you work at Banana Republic. I don't. Why are you on? Like, I'm just like, are you too? You're just too good for Hinge now. You're just like, you know, like, I just I couldn't see myself applying to right because like I I'm not like, you know what, man, this dating scene is crazy. I need Angelina Jolie. Also, on top of that, I'm like, I'm just not buying the Raya thing of like. Of when people are like, oh, yeah, like I talked to like Devin Booker from like the Phoenix Suns. I'm like, why would Devin Booker have a dating app? Why would Dev? Why is Devin Booker on Raya or like Bad Bunny? Why would why is Bad Bunny on Raya like that to me? I'm like, oh, uh, okay, I'm never finding a partner. If Bad Bunny has to go on Raya, what you you're Bad Bunny, you could literally hop in anyone's dms and and just be like hola and then it's like then you're, you're 
Imagine if Bad Bunny just like hopped in your DMs and just sent you a voice. I was like, um VIP, um VIP. You're going. <laughs> You're <laughs> I just feel like this is this is so easy for you. Why'd you go through? I just can't picture Bad Bunny sitting down on like his couch and going through his camera roll and like putting. What's your favorite movie? What's a, what's your favorite quote? Give me a bio. Like imagine Bad Bunny writing a bio. What's your bio? Oh yeah, I'm Bad Bunny. I'm a, yeah, we know you're fucking Bad Bunny. Like, why are you sitting down writing a pro? Just you, like I don't know. Go to a party with the Kardashians. You'll find somebody there. That <laughs> I think I have a conspiracy theory that they just put, they pay these celebrities to put a fake profile to make you think that Raya is like this elite dating app when it's actually not. I would love. For anyone that watches this, to prove me wrong and tell me that you dated VIP Bad Bunny, I would, I would, I'd welcome it. Prove me wrong. Show, send me. I won't show it. Just send me. Just DM me a photo with like you, you and Leonardo DiCaprio, or you and Pete Davidson, off Raya. Just like give me some sort of proof, and I will, I'll do whatever you want. What? Let's within reason. I'm not gonna like hide a body for you or something, but like I'll I'll cash app you five dollars. They don't know that I'm Canadian. I can't do that. We don't have cash app. They're gonna be like, yeah, they're gonna be like, what? They're gonna be like, oh, he's gonna cash app me. Oh no, I won't use cash app. I'll Venmo you five dollars. I can't have Venmo. I'm Canadian. I can't use Venmo. They're gonna be like, here it is. You gotta Venmo me five dollars. I'm Canadian, bitch. You're never getting paid. Anyways, enjoy the episode. <laughs> Today, as I mentioned, I'm joined by Jordy. You might know him from his 2018 single, Just Friends, which has over 20 million streams. His viral song, Long Distance, or his sophomore album, Boy. The record was preceded by the lead single, Story of a Boy, which samples Nine Days era defining 2000 hit, Absolutely. This is the story of a girl. <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Jordy, what's, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. You, you're totally just like killing, killing me right now. No, I was telling you, I was see, like all the videos I saw of you. I was like, all right, this guy knows how to dress, so I need to come in. Like, I need to come in. Like, oh, you. you probably, you probably started early on. I've gotten just cozier and cozier <laughs> as the episodes have gone along. I'm just like shorts, baggy tees, feet. No. Feet. I started like slouching now. I was, no, it's a look. We get cozy. I like the comfort. I like the cozy comfort vibe. Yeah, it's, this is slowly just becoming like my second home. Actually, kind of like my main home, essentially. I love <laughs> this couch is more comfortable than the air mattress I sleep on. I love it. Yeah. Let's see the nails. Oh, well, okay. What's going on? So actually, I usually get my nails done because yeah. I'm just bad. Mm -hmm. um, so this was like a quick at home, like my own nail polish kind of thing because... I had a show last weekend and I was like, I need to have my nails painted. Yeah. But I didn't have time to get them done. Uh, the show was in Reno and it was so hot that when I walked off stage, like the nail polish no, had like, like melted it was off like of melting my fingers. off of your yes. nail beds. So that's now they, they, not, they look a little crusty, but you know. No, but I like that. That's it's like the vibe. Yeah, that's the vibe I it's used like, to It's like, I don't rock. care. Yeah. You know? I, can't, cool. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> that was my vibe before. Like, I actually had to do that a lot for, like, my reality shows because we didn't have, like, a nail tech. So I'd paint my own nails. Yeah. And I like the chip look. And then my nails kind of became my thing, and I can't go back now. Oh, same. It's, I need them done. Yeah, it's gotten... Not even that. 
I don't even need them done. It's like, they just became like, people were like, I got like Harry Potter nails. We were like, oh my gosh, we want, we want Powerpuff Girl nails. I got Powerpuff Girl nails. That's and then fun. Like, then Barbie movie came out, like, get Barbie nails. Are those like, stickers? or those? No, these are hand-drawn. Oh, This wow. is like two hours. Shit. Those look dope. Thing. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. I just yeah. sat there. So how's everything? Everything, everything is good, you know? Um, I was actually, I was touring like from April, like till kind of last weekend. So now I'm back in LA Yeah. and it feels really nice to be home. You know, yeah. being on the road is definitely, it's such an amazing thing as an artist and it's such a cool way to like connect with fans and feel like productive as a creative, mm -hmm. but it's isolating for sure. It can be lonely on the road, you know? Yeah. Just bouncing from place to place. Yeah. Do you have any favorite spots that you liked? Any favorite, favorite cities spots. when you go on tour? Um, someone in my original band was is from DC. And mm -hmm. so every time we go to DC, we stay at his house. And it's fun because like we'll finish the show and we'll get back to his place. It's like 1 a.m. And we'll go to like the monuments at night and it's like completely quiet. Nobody's there. And we'll just like scooter around and it's like kind of fun. Yeah. So DC is always like a good time. New York, LA. I'm from Chicago. So playing Chicago is always fun because it's hometown show. Um, but yeah, no, it's also fun to like drive through like random, like little parts of the country that like I otherwise wouldn't be able to see if I wasn't touring. So yeah, you get to see a lot of everything on yeah. the road, but does like touring like in terms of your music, do you find when you, when you get off to you have a little, little bit more like inspiration to, to create are you do you feel like drained uh, it's does it take you a moment to get back into that kind it of like, takes a moment for sure yeah. i think it's like like there's so much adrenaline when you're playing shows every single night in front of like large groups of people and it's like like one after another one after another like driving to and from and then you get home and you're like in your room and it's quiet and mm -hmm. you're like what am i doing here it's very weird coming back from tour um so it usually takes me like a couple of days to like recoup and get my energy together and then i guess now i'm like in this like chapter where i'm kind of ready to start like writing again and making new stuff yeah. and i'm excited about that so. do you write everything on your own do you have like a team i write everything on my own i i definitely have like collaborators who like i work with mm -hmm. i love collaboration i think you know, songwriting for me is um, such a special thing just because obviously, you know, I'm like telling my stories and my experiences and I love writing so much. Um, but I also have like really talented friends who are so good at what they do. And it's awesome just to be able to like bounce ideas off of each other in the room. And some songs have come out of like amazing conversations you have just like mm -hmm. in the studio that day. And so I love working with with my friends and I feel really lucky that I get to do that. So when did you start making music? I put out my first song in 2018. Um, and I, I had always been a singer. Like I grew up like performing and singing. I did choir and like theater and stuff. And then when I graduated college, I had just gotten out of like a relationship and had a lot of things to say. Mm. And I was like, this is my time to start like making yeah. original stuff. So I moved to LA and moved in with a writer and he was kind of like my way of learning about, you know, the community here and writing songs and sessions and that kind of thing. And, um, again, yeah, I came fresh out of a relationship, which definitely gave me a lot of inspiration. To oh yeah. Start writing music at first. Do you want to hear a, a hilarious story about how I wrote my first song? Please. It was in grade nine. Right? Okay. <laughs> it was in grade nine. I got suspended my first week of grade nine. I'm ready. 
for lighting myself on fire. Now, <laughs> let me let me set the scene. Not literally. It wasn't like <laughs> gasoline, like, you know what I mean? Like lighter yeah, fluid. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It wasn't sure. on some like that type of stuff. It was more like, you know, funny, quirky, pyromaniac type stuff, right? Got it. Yeah. So yeah. if you have like a lighter and you spray it and like you spray it with axe, it's like a little flamethrower thing. Sure. Yes. So I would spray my leg and if you light it, like the oil goes on fire. So I would spray my leg with axe, light on fire, spray my friend's chest with like axe and I would kick him in the chest and it would like explode. And it was at a time when like YouTube was like, you know, kind of yes. like at its like peak or whatever like that. So we made a YouTube video, put it out. But we did this all on school property because we were like inspired by Jackass. We're like, let's make a Jackass video. It was called D's House of Fire. And it was like, you couldn't really see me because it was like a shitty camera. It was like shitty quality anyways. My principal's son saw it, showed my principal, oh, and then no. I got suspended. No! So when I got suspended, me and, it was a bunch of us that got suspended. So I would like, my mom always went to work, so I would leave, go to my friend's house, and he would just, had, he had Fruity Loops that his older cousin has. <laughs> and he just started playing these drums. I was like, doom, 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 doom. And I was like, this is it. If anyone knows me from high school, they're going to know this song because it's like, yeah, it was. What was it called? It was called YouTube. YouTube. And the course was like, chilling with my friends. Ain't got shit to do. So I light myself on fire and I put it on YouTube. Hey. Put it on YouTube. Put it on YouTube. Let's go. And we made like a little music video of me like in a shopping cart going through the lawn. And then they would like push me down a hill and I would hit the tree. Sounds like a hit to me. Yeah, it was just a cycle <laughs> of like me getting suspended, making a song, and then coming back, and then getting suspended for making a video to the song. That's it funny. was like a solid like three months of Wait, like. Wait, did the axe fun. video like go viral? Was that like a viral YouTube it was, video? It was like 3,000 views, which in the back in the day, that's like three We're, different high schools. Like, oh, yeah. No, I was totally. known like in my neighborhood, like, oh, you're like all the other kids, like, oh, you're the kid that set yourself on fire, right? Yes. And I'm like, I'm like yeah, that's, yeah me. That's, that's me. That's me. What's up, seniors? Like, <laughs> That's me, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm outside. I think that, that song needs to resurface, and I think you should re-release it. No, every everything that I've ever made um, before, like, 2020, no one will ever hear. I, I feel that. There were, yeah. there was, like, a first project that was under, like, a different name. Yeah. And I when I moved here, I was like, I think I'm going to take that down and just, like, start fresh. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? No one's ever going to hear some of those records. Yeah, no. But 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 it's part of the journey. Yeah. You need those those records to, like, make the stuff that you're making now it's just a part of the journey oh yeah you have to you gotta put in your ten thousand hours yeah. i remember the first actual song i made like you said like came from like heartbreak oh yeah yeah yo yeah i mean i'd say most of my discography is inspired by heartbreak or like being alone and like single and figuring it out um uh, there's like occasionally like there's like a couple of love songs that i have on my project uh and they're really special and I love them. But I think it's interesting because I've had a conversation uh, like with other creatives about this. And I'm like curious about your thoughts as well. But I feel like sad people cannot relate to happy songs, but happy people can relate to sad songs. So it's easier to write about like something that hurts or something that's painful because even happy people can look back on a time that they were sad and be like, oh, I used to feel that way. I relate to that. Yeah. But when you're like a sad person going through it, it's so hard to listen to a love song and not feel like bitter about it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like even if some of my songs like sound happy, I like putting in like realer kind of 
raw, like sadder lyric because I think at the end of the day, like everybody can relate to those feelings. Yeah. Whereas like not everybody is in love and not everybody is like happy all the time. Yeah. And it's harder to relate to that when you're in like a sad space, if that makes sense. No, it does. I cause it, like with me and my band, we have this thing called the campfire test. Okay. So even if we make a song that's like really upbeat and like like we had one song that's like eighty synth kind of deal, kind of, and it sounded like fun. It sounded like you want to dance this. It was called F- it up. Okay. But we do the campfire test, where like you take a song, and if you could play it on acoustic guitar and it still sounds good, mm. then it's a good song. I love that. And every time we take one of those songs and put on acoustic, it's sad as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. No, I actually I I agree with that. I feel like if it sounds good, like stripped on a guitar, like you know that like. Uh, you, you know that, like, the body of the song is, like, good on its own, you know? Yeah, the campfire test. If you can sit in a circle that. and, like, around campfire a campfire, campfire yeah. and it still sounds good. Let's do it. That, we say that's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have any hits yet. So hey, the, no. the test is... <laughs> we got... It's, it's it's still, you know, we're still figuring out... As I said, you know, the, no, the results it, of that, you know? You're <laughs> making stuff, and that's the most important thing, and the time will come, you know? Yeah. it's It's definitely, like... It's a grind. It's a grind for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, I, you said you, you work with a band as well? I, I or guess. Or you tour with a band? I, t- I tour with like a yeah. drummer and a guitar player. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I love them. They're, they're really cool. And it's fun to, I don't know, make memories together on the road, you know? Current day in life. What's going Current on with that? Dating life. You seen anybody single? <laughs> you you, you Single for sure. Single (laughs) for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, touring makes dating really hard. I think like now I'm back in LA and I'm like here for a bit. So a part of me is like, all right, Jordy, like get out there, like make your moves, like put energy into like trying to meet people. Um, But I've been single for a long time. I mean, I've definitely had like my flings, my like almost loves kind Mm -hmm. of vibes. Um, But yeah, no, it's been a really long time. And I think, you know, when I moved to L.A., I was like, I'm coming here to work. I'm coming here to chase my dream. I'm coming here to, like, get shit done. Mm. And, you know, I feel like that has taken priority over the past couple of years. Um, But I do feel ready to start dating again. Definitely I've had my fair share of, like, experiences over the years that have, like, turned me away from, like, like apps and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I just got sick and tired of like giving a stranger like my time. Like I feel like the older you get, the more you realize like how precious your time and your energy yeah. is. And so when you're like swiping on Tinder and you're like meeting random people and it's like continuously disappointing, it's like, why am I giving people I don't know like my time and energy? Like I would rather be using this time to like hang out with my friends or like do something on my own and enjoy my time. Um, and so I took like a break from like going on dates from apps for a little bit and it's like the love hate relationship. Like obviously like I've downloaded them again. I'm like trying to get into it again. Cause it's also, it's like how, like it's hard to meet people, you know yeah. what I mean? But, um, I guess that's just the world we live in right now. Your DMS aren't just like littered with, with well, potential. I've learned the, like, uh, like I know I've, I have gotten DMS and I have responded mm. to some of those DMS. And actually one of my most popular songs, uh, was born out of a relationship that started over an Instagram DM and it just didn't end up working in my favor. It was, okay. So backstory, so, yeah, set backstory, the scene, set the scene in the pandemic. 
we're all lonely and like scared for our life, just like at home, just chilling, you know? And I got a DM from this guy and he lived in Philadelphia. I'm in LA, but he was like, I think you're cute and I like your music and yada, yada. And, you know, pandemic brain was like, attention i love this yeah. this feels good you know and so i responded and i was like thanks and we just had a little back and forth and then we kept chatting and i don't know we had like a good banter started facetiming a little bit and it just turned into this like thing and like every day we would facetime and i was really developing feelings for this person i wrote a song called long distance that was kind of like a love story um, which is funny because I feel like a lot of long distance songs are like long distance is so hard and it's hard being away from you. But I was actually like, I'd rather be distant with someone who makes me feel this way than like not feel good with someone who's like next to me kind of thing. And I wrote the song and I was so proud of it. I was so excited about it. I ended up booking a flight to see this boy during the pandemic across the country. We meet. It's amazing. I play him the song. He loved it. And we had a great time. And then I got back to LA and like a week or two later, he was basically like, I don't think that we're aligning. And I like, he basically was like, I feel like you have too many needs. He was kind of like gaslighting me a little bit mm. and it wasn't that chill and it made me super upset and we ended up, it just didn't work out. Um, and so I became very bitter towards the song and I was like, I hate the song. I'm never putting it out. And then a couple months later I was like bored one night and I was like, I wonder what, TikTok will think of this little demo that I have about this long distance boy and I posted it and it went viral mm. and like the next couple of weeks I like signed a record deal and then a publishing deal oh, and it like shit. changed my life like that <laughs> song fully changed my life um, and I also think that because it was during the pandemic like a lot of people were long distance so it like made sense like with the times yeah. but heartbreak can really turn into something incredible and it did for me and I'm like super grateful for that and people love the song and I love the song now too it's a huge part of my story so thank god he broke my heart because otherwise I yeah. wouldn't be here do you think that like he saw a song blowing up and he's like shit yes he's like, oh, <laughs> oh he definitely did he definitely saw it yeah. <laughs> I got messages um and yeah there was even a time where he was like in Philly when I was playing a show there on tour and he was like like I, like can I like I would love to come to the show like if you'd have me like Ooh. but it's all good if like you don't want me to and I was like I was like don't come dude yeah. honestly don't come yeah, <laughs> like I'd hit, rather you not you hit the glow up you yeah know what I'm you got the, the perfect glow up uh, you know and he was like okay so I was like do you have a lot of songs that are about people like different people oh yeah oh for sure yeah definitely I mean my first ex like a lot of those earlier songs were about him even some new songs on my new album are about him you know, just five years later, still writing about the same person, yeah. you know, <laughs> got to do it. Got to do it. Gotta, how, how, gotta... how specific do you get with like your song, your song lyrics? Like someone like for, for example, like someone like a, like 1975, like Matty Healy, you know what I'm saying? He gets, he's very specific with his imagery and totally like to that extent, do you feel like if like someone would know when you're talking about them? 100%. Yeah. I actually feel like very passionate about being specific in lyrics. Um, I was in Sweden like four and a half years ago and it was like this weird thing where I had just moved to LA like a year before, but my first song was like 
doing kind of well and someone over in Sweden discovered it and he ended up managing me for a little bit and he flew me out there to like do some writing sessions and it was amazing. Um, and there's a song of mine called close to you. That's another one of my more popular songs as well. And I wrote it about that first X. And when I was in the studio with my good friends now who I was just meeting then, um, you know, we were talking about like this feeling of, you know, feeling close to your ex and then feeling not close enough. And it's like when you're too far, like you start to miss them. But when you get too close, it's like this is too much and I can't handle it emotionally. And so we wrote a song called Close to You that kind of talks about that weird space like post breakup. And there was a moment in the session where I wanted to talk about like this specific diner that we would eat at me and my ex, like every Sunday called union that was in this neighborhood in Boston that I used to live in. And I brought it up. I was like, can we say like union as like the place that like we're talking about, like in this song? Yeah. Cause I feel like what if like people aren't going to know what that is? And my co-writers were like, well, when you go into a movie, and it's not like portraying like your own experience. Do you walk out of the movie or do you continue watching the movie? Cause you're experiencing someone else's story. And I was like, that's a good point. They yeah. were like, put it in. Cause I think the more specific you are, even if somebody hasn't been there, the more able they will be at like connecting to the feeling behind that lyric, if that makes sense. So no, I'm all about it. specificity. Like say the, say the real things. Cause I think it makes it like that much more like intriguing as a listener. Oh, hundred percent. And I also feel like I love when when I hear a song and I just don't know what anything is. Mm-hmm. It just makes it that much more like it took me forever to figure out where Boulder was from that Chainsmoker song. <laughs> oh, my roommate. That I'm like, where the, f- where the f- is Boulder? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Colorado. Is yep. that right? There, is it, it in that Colorado? Is oh, in Colorado. Geography. Let's go. I'm learning geography. Yeah, but I feel like especially with songwriting and. At least, I don't know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and maybe you could relate to it. Someone that, like, you base a lot of your songwriting through relationships. Me, personally, I look at my older music, and it was a lot of, like, anger and, like, a lot of blame mm. on other people. But as I look through everything I've written and all the songs that have come out, I could see my growth as a person. And, like, oh, at this point, I'm starting to take accountability. And totally. I'm becoming more self-aware. Um I'm more patient, I'm more calm when I speak about my relationships. Mm. Um, just more understanding in a way. Like, I don't know, as far as like, like music's my, been my way to process my emotions and I've grown through that. Totally. Do you feel like that as well? Like there's like a timeline, it's like a diary timeline of your relationships or how you how you dealt with them in a sense. Do you feel like it's changed? I mean, for sure. And I, I was just gonna say, it's like, you need to write those angry songs to like get to a point where you feel like not as angry anymore you know it's like like this is our space to like release those feelings and you know to to put out that energy because we hold it inside you know and so being able to write and evolve I think yeah like that's totally a part of the journey I feel like it's fun to look back at like my earlier songs and like look at the order I was releasing stuff and look at like the meaning behind so many of these songs and hearing the growth and hearing like yeah like the evolution like I'm in such a different place now than I was in 2018 and even though like I'm still like single I feel like I've learned so much about myself Mm -hmm. um and even like these little flings along the way it's like it really reminds you like you know like what you deserve and what you should know you deserve and how you shouldn't settle for shit and um it's cool to look back on like this new album and hear the way that I'm like 
talking about that older relationship where there are other songs that yeah might come from more of like an angrier place you know yeah because you grew as a person yeah do you have do you go to therapy oh yeah yeah very much like twice a week yeah and are you i'm like sometimes i'm like i go to therapy and then i'm like i'm like with my band stuff and i'm like oh, i kind of lost my kind of lost my edge mm. kind of lost my sauce a little bit lost that angst mm. you like know? you're saying like like you you like therapy was like too good and you lost yeah, the spice that you, know you yeah. would have otherwise brought into like a song like it, or something. Exactly, yeah. I see what you mean. No, totally. It's That's like I, I start I start like I'm like, oh start getting angry and I'm like, nah, but I can I can see your perspective. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I can take accountability at You're that like, point. You're like, don't be so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, damn, like I want to get that out, but nah, I can see what I can see why she would feel that way. You know, you know, and hey, I mean it's like you you can hold on to that original energy or maybe it inspires a new song, a new perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you ever find also like, like I'm, I go through this a lot where like I'll date somebody like, like I'm dating someone now and like things will happen. I'm like, like I spoke about this before, but let's like maybe like something bad happens on a date or I don't know how things stand with each other, whatever like that. Sure. And I'm like, Oh, I really want this to work out. But at the same time, I'm like, this is good content. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. Oh no, <laughs> no. It's like that's like the artist curse. Yeah, like, it's like it's like this sucks, but will it make a good song? Probably. Yeah, exactly. And that sucks. So you go for the kiss, and they lean away a little bit, and it's like that can be. That's going to be a that's great a lyric. lyric. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. No, that's, that's so true. I think you know, and that's why I'm like, like. Am I just like keeping myself single so that I have like things to write about and experiences to write about? Because I'm like, I don't want to be in a happy relationship yet. Like, I'm not ready yeah, to write the yeah. love songs just yet. Like, I need someone to f me up like just like one or two more times. Yeah. And then I'll be ready. You know what I mean? But yeah. I but I, I want to stay angry just yeah. like for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just give me. <laughs> I need to stay broken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's a song. Yeah, it's exactly. That's a song. right? There. I was talking to this girl and then like. I'm not gonna get into details, uh, but she said something, and she was like, "She's like, you know, it's like it's not me, like it's not you, like it's just like the vibes are off." And I was like, "I could work with that. That's a mm. bar. I could work with <laughs> you're that. like, you're I like burn, work with that. but yeah, I could work with that. This and will then, make me money one and day." And then like, sh and then she's like, "What are you thinking about?" I'm like, I'm like nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Open my notes app right quick. It's not you. It's the vibes are just off. <laughs> What rhymes it off? No, yes. No, <laughs> that's that's yes, that's it. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, it's and that's honestly, I I do love that about what we do, and like I love that about songwriting is that some of my favorite songs, and even some of like my happiest sounding songs, have come out of like pure heartbreak and like really like shitty feelings, and it's so cool to be able to like channel that and make something beautiful and walk out like feeling like so good about yourself, you know, like that's so special. Yeah. I just, I feel like that's like, even with songwriting being creative, like even in life, it's like when you go through a breakup, it just ignites this thing in you where you just like, I just want to get better. Totally. Like even people that like, they go through a breakup and they're like, I'm just going to, I'm going to start going to the gym. Oh yeah. I'm going to pick up a new hobby. I'm oh, going to yeah. start playing guitar. And like, you just dedicate all that time because like, I feel like it's like you feel, at least for me, it's like you feel so not worthy mm -hmm. and and deserving. And it's like, no, I want to feel worthy. I got broken up with. I had my grieving period. And it's like, no, I want to get better. I want to make something out of this. Totally. You know what I mean? 100%. So that, that it counts. Yes. And I, I always say this, like, 
because obviously there are days where like I love being single and there's days where it's like harder and it's like a partner would be cool to have and someone to share all of this with. But I think I just like remind myself that, you know, if if being in like a long term relationship is like something I see like in my path and something like I know will happen at some point, it's like take advantage of this time we have alone. You know what yeah. I mean? Because before you know it, like you're going to fall in love and you're going to be with someone and that's going to be your life and that's going to be beautiful and amazing. But if you're alone now, like even if it feels painful sometimes, like just remember that like it's temporary and you might as well take advantage of this time where you only have to worry about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I truly believe that I wouldn't necessarily be here if it wasn't for me being single over these years because I feel like I've been my priority and I've yeah. been able to focus on bettering myself and bettering my art and all of that. And, you know, I'm grateful for, for this time I've been able to have to myself. And so I don't know, it's just being single can be super hard, but just like knowing that, you know, just trusting the process and taking advantage of this time, I think is something people should definitely remember to do. A hundred percent. Do you feel like, and like all jokes aside at this point, but do you ever feel as though, you want that companionship? Like, yeah. are you ever like yearning for that? Like, obviously like you're grinding and you're, you're single and you're, you're doing your thing. But like, do you see yourself at a point being like, I, I do eventually want to settle down and 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, totally. I, yeah, even now, like I, I'm, I'm in a phase where I'm like, I think I'm like ready for something. If someone comes along, I think that there was a period of my life where I was like really insecure with myself and really just like uncomfortable with being with myself alone. And so I was like serially dating. Like I was just going on so many dates and mm -hmm. it ended up causing such like a burnout. And I just feel like I was dating just to date. And mm -hmm. I feel like it feels good to be at a place in my life where I don't feel the need to be like dating all the time because I actually like enjoy the time I have with myself. But I definitely have this mindset where I'm like, if somebody like comes along and it, you know, there's a vibe and it makes sense, I would love for that to happen for sure. But I'm, but I'm kind of just like letting life yeah, yeah. happen. You know, it's like not something we should force. I think it's just like trusting that it'll come when it's meant to come. Yeah. One line I like is fall is called falling in love for a reason. Mm. You know, you never fall on purpose. To nobody does. You know, you just slip up and you're like, Oh shit. I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> what are your What are your thoughts on name dropping people in songs? Have you ever done that before? Oh uh, yeah, I've done that before. Done that a few times. Uh -huh. It didn't work out well. What do you think <laughs> about this? Have you ever done this before? The the classic voicemail. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of like voice notes on my new album for sure. I guess not from like an ex or like that kind of thing. But I do like incorporating those like real life sounds like into the music because I feel like it like just brings the listener closer to like your actual experience. Mm -hmm. Did you like put in a voice? I, yeah, I used my ex's voice. Really? In the song. That's dope. Didn't go well. That's a power. <laughs> she was yeah, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> she was I, pissed. I mean, I can't imagine I, she'd be happy about it. <laughs> not. But I was like, it was wasn't like she was angry. I was like, it was a cute little voice note. But in the song, I do say some pretty angry shit. Mm, yeah. You know. You yeah. do what you got to do. I feel like when you date a creative, like you're signing up for some shit. Yeah. Like, it was like one of those things where like we had, like I was like talking about, I'm like, I have this voice note. And they're like, you want to put it in? Cause they know her too. <laughs> like, you sure dude? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, f do it. Just man. do it. Put it at the end of the song, man. I don't know. I feel like 
whenever, if I were to ever get like a voicemail from someone, I'd be like, you f***ed up. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saving this. <laughs> Never leave me. Yeah. This is going to be a number one hit. No, it's true. I mean, it's like I, to all the boys who have dated me, who now have songs written about them and they know, like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You know, it's just what I do. Have you name dropped? I have. Mm. Actually, one of my favorite songs of mine on my first album is called Trevor. And it's about a real boy named Trevor. And it's a love song, actually. I, I was, like, super infatuated by this guy. And there's this thing in the queer community called gay panic where <laughs> you are looking at someone and you're like, do I, like, want you or do I want to be you? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, a very confusing thing. And maybe it's a little bit of both. But I was, like, infatuated with this guy and I was so, like, intrigued by, like, his chillness and his his way of just, like, looking so cool and, like, not caring. And I was like, I wish I could, like, not care as much. But I'm such an anxious person. But I wish I could just be, like, carrying myself like that. And I was like, I want you and I want to be you. And in the session, I remember, like, talking about this feeling. And, like, suddenly I, like, got, like, this melody for the chorus and it like I, I sang his name Trevor and I like looked at my friends who I was writing the song with and I was like can I do this <laughs> and they were like I don't know but I think you should I was like I'm doing it so we did it and it came out and it's one of my favorite songs of mine and he heard the song and he loves the song what was funny though is that like it basically like I wrote the song and then it didn't end up working out between us because he kind of like screwed up a little bit mm -hmm. and so I think he felt bad because like I wrote this like great song about him and then he was like I like like ruined my chance at like having something with him or whatever it was I mean it w clearly was not meant to be but he sent me flowers the day the album came out which I thought was very sweet that's and really he, nice he said that he did love the song so um yeah Trevor that's one of my faves yeah Real boy. Shout out Trevor. Shout out to Trevor. Yeah. I, I name dropped, dropped the voice note after a breakup and then saw her in person. She was like, what the f*** is that? And I was like, and guess what else? I'm on, I'm on a f***ing dating show. <laughs> right? Yeah, let's go. And then she puts on Netflix and just sees me like saying I love you to different people. And I'm like, yeah, what's up now? Wait. I, I, and then I got dumped by all of them. Did any songs come out of that experience? Is there anything that you've written that was like based off of like any of those relationships? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's actually, there's actually one song. I won't, I won't name drop here, but there's actually one song. I went to the studio right after filming that. I was on FaceTime with somebody and I was like, Hey, I'm in the studio. Like, do you want to say something to the mic or whatever like that? She's like, yeah, of course I do. And I was like, okay. And she said some stuff, and then we, like, use that in, like, this, like, it's, like, this Blink-182, like, song, and we used her voice on it. And, I, and I'm still, and we're, like, sitting on it, and I'm, like, I don't know if I could use this. A lot of drama mm -hmm. happened afterwards. I'm, like, I don't know if I can. It's, it's I'm, like, it's, it's like, once you're on a dating show, it's, like, everything becomes, like, uh, like heightened you know? oh for I sure can't, i can't do the same name drop shit <laughs> that that is very true yeah like the is. internet could come for you yeah yeah i understand that like i i, if I name drop here it's all hell breaks loose on yeah yeah <laughs> gotta be careful no I, I feel that i feel that but a lot of good music did come from that though oh, good. it inspired a lot of shit i'm glad i'm yeah. glad would you ever go on dating show 
Would I ever go on a dating show? I think I would go on a dating show. Yeah. If it like if it was Which like one? Ooh, that's a really good question. Which one would I want to go on? Well, it's hard cuz I'm like there's not a ton of like gay dating shows. There needs to be more gay dating shows. So that needs to happen first. So like networks get right. your shit together. Let's go. Let's pick do a this. dating show and then make it queer. Just make it queer. Um ooh, I almost want to say Love is Blind cuz I just You just want to get married. Well, uh, actually, no. <laughs> Wait, you're so right. I'm like, I forget that. Like, I forget that it's like marriage immediately with that show. Yeah, that that is a little scary. But I do like that idea of like meeting someone without seeing them first. I just think that that's like fun. I would maybe be cool to experience um, something like Love Island would probably give me like a lot of anxiety. I think. I, would I feel like Love Island would be like the shit because it's like, well, yeah, I know, but it's like, it's like. Every, yeah, because you don't know. like you're not like really doing anything. You're just like chilling. You're kind of just like by the pool, <laughs> just kind of at the villa, night. Yeah, at the villa, at, at the, the villa, villa in it. Yeah, it's basically just like if like Love Island to me just seems like if you're if you're just like hot, you're just like drinking, just and kind just of vibe. Chill. Yeah, yeah, just kind of just. You know what I mean? Uh, no, totally. Like I would maybe I would just like use it as an opportunity to like go on a vacation. Exactly. And just like chill in a beautiful home. You find And like wait, do they do this on I was cuz every time I watch Love is Blind, I think it's so funny how like every time they're drinking, it's out of like the same like gold wine glass. Like oh, they yeah, could be they drinking yeah. anything. And it's in the same glass. And I'm really curious at why that is cuz it's not even like a branded cup. It's mm-hmm. just like they're always drinking out of the same cups. It's like yeah, they thing. do that in Love is Blind. Or they do that in Love Island too, right? Because they're always like drinking out of their like water bottles and stuff. I do know. Like <laughs> Netflix just has like a thing. Oh. Like each show has like their own color glasses. Interesting. Like on my show, we had like those gold ones. Okay. We had like white ones. Interesting. And then on the show Ultimatum, I think it's silver. Did they say why? That's so weird. I think they just like... They were like, ooh, this is a good little gimmick. We're yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. Gonna, <laughs> just like drinking just anything run. out of a wine glass. And there's like a there's like we're just gonna run with this. And they have like Great. this little like mascot that's like a big gold cup. I don't know. Okay. Well I don't know. Yeah. It's I, I just, it's, it's creating conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm not part of the marketing team. That I just <laughs> You're like it's you know not what I'm saying? Me. I yeah. just I just got picked up out of a warehouse to <laughs> <laughs> date woman. I'm not <laughs> I have nothing to do with the promotional side of things. Got it. Yep. I love that. Your discography, like, are all your songs kind of inspired by relationships? I'd say, like, definitely a lot, but not all. Um, There's a song on my new album called Hypothetical Party that's, like, kind of about social anxiety. And it's, like, I want to go to a party where it's quiet, where nobody's around and I'm fine kind of energy. Yeah. So that's about like social anxiety. I wrote a song for my sister. That's called Becky's brother. I wrote a song, I guess about like third wheeling. It's called backseat driver, which is kind of about like being single, but less about like being in a relationship. Yeah. Um, there's a song called, I don't know shit. That's just about how I don't know shit, you know? So I feel like, you know, relationships are something that like I'll always write about for sure. Yeah. But I think it's, it is important to expand, I think, and, and talk about, other things because there you know there also is like a lot to life you know yeah. that's just like being a human that's worth writing about can i can i go golden with you real quick because i'm like i've never had a one-on-one with a songwriter and yeah. i just want to like ask some questions and stuff like that please okay what's like your favorite lyric you've ever written <gasps> let's go like i want to know yours i'll tell you my favorite lyric and then let's assess Ooh, 
Um, that's a really good question. There's a song called Unburnable on my new album that I really love. I wrote it with an incredible artist, writer, Maddie Diaz, and it was produced and co-written as well by this guy, Mikey Reeves. And I, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, and it's just about like how there are things that like you may hold on to from ex relationships that aren't necessarily something you want to burn. Mm-hmm. Some things are unburnable and it's okay to hold on to certain things. Um, when I say in the song, it's what I had to go through to be the man that I am for you. Mm-hmm. And I love that lyric because I think that so many people going into relationships are really like threatened by like your other person's like past relationships. And I think it's important to remember that like all of those relationships like went into like this person who you are now seeing, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like it made them who they are and everything is meant to be in every relationship, good or bad was meant to happen because you learned something about yourself in every relationship you experience. And so yeah, I really like that lyric a lot. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Tell me yours. For me, my favorite lyric that I've ever written is we have this song called Drowning and the chorus goes, if you see me drowning, throw more water in the ocean. I don't need your pity, please. I'd rather leave these wounds, these mm-hmm. wounds wide open. And to me, that was like, I was in a really dark place at that time. And it was just like the imagery of that. It was such a dark lyric of like the, the image of like being in an ocean and you're drowning and that person, you would rather have that person put, like take a bucket of water and throw it into the ocean totally. than to come and save me. Mm. And it was like this, that song was like kind of what I was saying was the self-awareness and the self-accountability of like, that's the person I am. I understand why I am that way. It's like, I like wallowing in my own sadness. Like that's what depression is to me. It's that's like, great. I mean, that's not great, but the lyric is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fire lyric that I came out that. of depression, but like, it's like that imagery of like, depression isn't like, you know, you know, it's like, yeah. and it's not like something you could just win. It's like a constant battle. Totally. And that's what it feels like. Like depression is like, is like you feel like you're spiraling and you can't get out mm-hmm. and you kind of become comfortable in being miserable and being sad. And when people want to help you, you push them away. Absolutely. Because you're comfortable here. Absolutely. And the first step to getting out of depression is wanting to be saved, is wanting to get help. So true. That's how you start the battle. Second favorite line, mm-hmm. right, on a lighter note, is you ever write a lyric that doesn't make any sense but it just sounds good? Oh, absolutely. So I have this one lyric Tell me. and it goes, uh, Bite my lightning, tell me how it tastes. No but idea. I think that's Don't know cool. what the... Don't, it's cool as f- We're like, that bar's kind of hard. Don't know what it means. But it's like... But that's what's cool about songwriting is that, like, someone... I mean, like, a bunch of different people are going to take, like, different meanings from that one line. And I think that's cool. I think, actually, I was talking about this in a session the other day. You know, I think that it's really important to, like write lyrics that are like really accessible and you know like conversational so that like you know your listener can really like understand your experience and what you're feeling but I also think that it's not a bad thing to make your listeners think a little bit like if it means that they like google search the lyrics to kind of examine them and analyze them like I think that's cool they're spending more time like wanting to understand your world and like wanting to like take something you said and apply it to like something that they're going through and I think that that's actually a cool thing and I I think it's good to kind of give your listeners homework and kind of you know look deeper into those lyrics you know 
What's your like a uh, songwriting process? Are you like a uh, do you have like a songbook? Do you use that? Are you kind of like you just get in the studio, catch a vibe, and then write? Do you have to yeah. hear the song? Do you have to like hear the beat first? Do you have to like? It really depends. Like, I I definitely think a lot of the time, and every song is different. I think concepts come to me, and then I'll walk into the room with like a title or a concept, and kind of like an idea of where I want to go. But normally, it's like a title or something. I f- usually, again, like sometimes things are different, but after I have that concept and like the producer starts like looping some sort of progression, I usually do melody first. Mm-hmm. It just comes to me really quickly and more naturally, I think, than lyrics. Um, it takes me more time to like really figure out what I want to say and like how I want to say it. But melody usually comes like pretty quick. Um so I'll usually like melody map a little bit and then like fill it in with lyrics and kind of do it that way. But again, like sometimes I won't even have a concept. So I'll walk into the studio and I'll almost be anxious about like not knowing what I want to say that day. But then I end up talking with my co-writers and somebody says something cool. And I'm like that, that's, yeah. that's what we're writing today, you know? And that's also such a cool experience too, to see how you can make something out of like not g- knowing what direction you wanted to go in that day. Yeah. Um, so it's all different, but uh yeah, I, d- I don't have like a songbook. I just use my voice memos on my phone. Yeah. Like so, like my voice, my my phone is like filled with just like hundreds of like random voice notes, just like recording melodies and stuff. Yeah. And my th- and my third question I'm ready. as a songwriter is, when you're creating music or you need inspiration, is there one thing you kind of romanticize and always come back to, or a vice? Like I'll give you an example. Like okay. for myself and my band, a, a vice that we have that we romanticize is like we're outside the studio and like we'll just have a cigarette okay yeah and like we'll just like get into our like sure and life sucks dude like sure you know what i'm saying like it's it's like we romanticize the idea of being a musician and like having like a glass of wine and a cigarette and totally. like kind of like just setting the tone that way and then i like i find that's become like sort of like a creative crutch for us that we've since like toned down like recently cut down but it's kind of like it became this like creative crutch for us i'm curious if you have anything when you not expired or is there a vice that you come down to do you need like a like a little cocktail to kind of get you going probably weed it's weed for me yeah like i i definitely like i love getting high and i wrote a song called i get high on my new album and (laughs) it's 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 a it's more of like a stripped kind of sadder sounding song um, but I was in Michigan with some really good friends last summer, like doing a, like a writing retreat. And I was like, like I had writer's block. I didn't know what I wanted to say that day. And so we just like lit a joint and we started smoking a little bit. And as I was getting higher, I was like, I've never written about how I love getting high. <laughs> and I think I should write <laughs> that's about that. That's such a high thought. And so it actually like turned into a song too. But I think... I think for me, yeah, like sometimes like, you know, like smoking a joint or like, yeah, even, yeah, wine, like wine is always a good time when you're like on a retreat and just like want to get like the creative juices flowing. Um, I love like getting a place in like the desert or the mountains with my friends and just like writing songs for a week. Like that's like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, our time to, to kind of like write music on our own time and just live and all of that but yes weed has often been a vice as you are describing and uh 
yeah, if you want to hear I Get High, it's on the new album. Yeah, Check it album. out. It's kind of like this like aesthetic of like being a musician. That kind of like That's funny that you're saying that. Like I think that's funny cuz I've never thought about it that way, but yeah. but then like now that I'm thinking about it, it's like you just want to seem like the angsty artist that's like sad and like has yeah, all the, you know like, what I mean? I get that. I like get that. literally like that's the reason why like I grew my hair. It's like I want like <laughs> I was like I want my eyes covered like when people see me out and they're like like I like I walked through a couple of Ubers and they're like, Are you make music or something? And I'm mm, like, I'm like, you're like maybe. I'm like, yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's me creating music. It's, it's more so. I call it expression. Oh yeah, it's ex- yeah. it's all expression. It's just like I'm just kind of just like saying how I feel. The hair and the world just kind of like likes it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that we're that it's the self-deprecating <laughs> artist way. Yes. Yes. I feel you. Yeah. I grew up as like I was like an emo kid growing up. Like, I love that. I grew up like I was like a skater emo i've been painting my nose is like 10 years old have like you MCR. like experimented with like more like punky kind of stuff uh yeah my my band is like alternative pop punk band cool cool like, we started out doing like more like indie we tried to do like when we started we we're like oh we're gonna be like james blake meets like frank ocean meets kid Cut, like lo-fi vinyl like scratches in the background like like real lo-fi and then we were like dude we're fucking we're fucking Blink-182 like, kids. Like, stick to we're, our roots. We're punk kids. Like, what I are we that. doing? And then we just, like, straight up just became a pop-punk band. Okay, well, I think we should write a pop-punk song at some point. You and me. Oh, hell yeah, That would be fun. Yeah. I love, like, working in, like, the punk space. I think that's so fun. Like, Avril was my first concert. Like, she was, like, my queen growing up. I wanted to be here so bad. So, yeah, let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Let's lock it in. We'll lock it in. Oh. Pinkies. The b- <sighs> It's locked. It's <laughs> happening. Okay, now let's answer some fan advice questions. Are you ready? I'm so ready. How, are you good at giving advice? I'd like to think so. I like giving advice that I never take myself. That seems to be like the, the ongoing yeah, theme. Yeah, that's a constant theme on this podcast. <laughs> a lot of people say that. We just, like I'll no, say some stuff, but... We drop some bars, but we never take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's give it a go. All right. I have been texting with a guy for a month, and I have feelings for him, but I have a boyfriend. What should I do? I mean, honey, it seems, seems like it seems like there's something wrong in the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the first thing to do is kind of assess your current relationship, see how it's serving you. Is it sparking joy for you? Um, what are you gaining from it? And I think from there you will know what to do. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, first of all, this is just like like why <laughs> it seems like you're unhappy yeah that's always the worst part i feel like though too is like feel for that boyfriend man yeah no. like, <laughs> like does he suck yeah. like what's his vibe like is he just like not giving you what you need like we communication need to yeah yeah communicate. communication like what can you not get from your boyfriend that has you feeling for some guy you're right yeah, and also for uh, like a month is a long time. No, that's that like is, 30 that's a days. long time. I think we need to assess, babe. I think yeah, we need to have a convo with the boy and just like kind of take it from there. Yeah, I. Think that sounds like kind of like emotional cheating, right? Yeah, that's a hundred percent emotional cheating for a month. Yeah, texting someone for a month, especially like I if guess if I'm that boyfriend, I'm sick. If I'm like, I'd be so upset. If I'm like, whoa, that's how long you been texting this guy? Oh, like a month. What? Yeah, it's <laughs> a long time. Sorry if this wasn't the advice you wanted. (laughs) I'm just like, what should I do? Stop. Yeah, you might you might want to chat with boy. Let's let's chat with boy. I think that's that's the plan. 
What is the best way to ask someone out who you've never talked to before? Hmm. This is, the, yeah, this is where my intrusive thoughts kick in. I'm like, so oh, <laughs> you're in, what are these intrusive thoughts? I'm curious. I just, I, I, I'll just, you know, I love you. Oh, wow. We're going straight for it. Yeah. Done. That's like, that's like my thing. I'm trying to stop that. I'm trying to get more creative <laughs> with my approach. Yeah. I'm trying to swish that up. I'm a big, just like, love you. I think boldness, boldness is hot. Yeah. Like, you know, if someone came up to me that I've never met before and they were like, I love you, I'd be like, good. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? Well, nice I don't, I don't I'm not like <laughs> eyes wide. I love you. It's not like wide open. No, it's like, I, like I, like I wear them down with yeah. I love yous. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd fall. I'd fall quick. I'd say, I'd say follow your advice. Yeah. Boldness. Just be bold. But what, like, what's, how would you approach somebody? Well, I think that's the thing with, like, especially, like, being in L.A., like, I feel like there can be, like, such this energy of, like, like, who are you kind of thing. And I feel like people forget, like, that's how people met each other back in the day before there were apps, before there was anything. People would approach someone at a bar being like, we should go out. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's hot. And if you're afraid of approaching someone because you you don't want them to think that, like, you're weird or creepy or whatever. Like, if you're just being, like, nice and chill, like, approach someone. I think yeah. that's hot. I'd be so turned on if someone came up to me and they were like, I want to take you out. Like, what's your name? Like, I want to know more about you. I'd be like, hmm. I like the confidence, you know? Confidence is hot. Oh, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> really? From what you described, it sounded like that there's there must be confidence in there. Nah, it's like, it's like, it's not like, it's more like love yous, you know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like one recently, it was actually in Chicago, mm. I was talking to somebody and, and like she worked at the place and I, it was like, love you. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and She'll I remember you that. And then I was like, love you. Okay. And every time I see her, I'd be like, love you. She'd be like, mm, okay. And then eventually said, love you. She's like, love you too. There and we I'm go. Like, Got him. You're in. I'm like, <laughs> No, like it's a it's a way to remember you. Which yeah, I think definitely. It's like stay in their mind, you know. Yeah. I also just have this like pre like, I guess because people now know who I am, it's kind of like I have this preconceived notion about myself. So sure. it's like some shit just doesn't work anymore. If oh. I try to be bold, it's like, what are you doing? You're Dom the awkward boy. No, no. <laughs> and it's I... like, the f does that? <laughs> like I legitimately, oh my, like. We had like a kissing challenge on my show. Okay. And I got like eight out of ten, and everyone was like, "Oh, your kisses are safe and, and like you're a really safe, reliable, comforting kiss." Okay. And I'm like, "God damn it, no! Like, <laughs> like you, like you want your kisses? The you don't want an eight, like you want a ten. Yeah, I want yeah, like a okay, ten. Okay, okay, okay. Like I'm a good fucking kisser. Yeah, I, yeah. I do this. I'm like, what do you? You want me to just go straight tongue? I'm like, and also. You have to ease into it. Yeah. And I'm like, also, let it happen. <laughs> just like, let it happen. Right. Just like, you know what I mean? You can't be too calculated. Yeah. You can't just like go on the basketball court and then just like windmill. You know what I mean? No, totally. It's like, like dribble up court. You know what I mean? Get to the net first. No, I I agree. It's like that thing of like, you know what people are like, like astrology, for example. It's like, oh, you're a cancer. You're like, oh, you're moody. You're moody. And I'm like. Well, I'm not moody. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's like, are you getting angry? I'm like, no, I'm not angry. Where are you, Cancer? Yeah. Oh, that's why we vibe. I'm a, oh, I, I, I'm a, I'm I, I, a water I, sign, too. I thought you were about to be like, ah, oh, got it. No, I, like, you're I, have, like, I have Cancer in my chart, too. So we're, we're emotional beings. We're, that's what I'm not 
emotional. I'm just highly in you're emotionally like a, intelligent. You're a little sensitive. See, that's and now I look sensitive <laughs> after this entire thing. I love uh, I, no, it's gonna be good. You're gonna have your. I'm, I'm gonna get the practice in. Yeah, there. You I go. need. I need like a. I just. Need, I need to find somebody to just be like my kissing person. No, like you, I don't need. No, you got, no, no. I'm like you got it, dude. Like you got it. Is you it, know you have the skills. I don't like. I'm start. I'm start. I'm thinking too She's, much. You're overthinking. I'm now. overthinking now. I don't know. I'm dying. I hope that you've like kiss uh, uh, someone to. Uh, uh, what would you call that? Uh, someone to practice your kissing on. Your your. Just like a trainer. <laughs> your kiss, like a, your kissing trainer. I need like trainer. a personal kissing trainer, just to let me know how to. I need to get that eight to a ten. I gotta work on something. I wish you nothing but luck. Yeah, maybe it's just. I like, believe in you. Yeah, maybe it's like I have literally like big lips. Maybe it's, it's hard to maneuver those. You know. No, that that's big lips is like that's like the best if someone has like nice lips. Nice. That makes kissing so much fun. Apparently not. No, um, I'm like I'm like you're you're gonna be great. <laughs> like you're, you'll be fine. <laughs> trust, trust. Anyways, thanks for coming on. <laughs> 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 Thank you for having me. I loved talking about music and kissing with you. Yeah. Are you a good kisser? I'd like to think so. Have you been told you're a good kisser? I have been told I'm a good kisser. Yeah. I think like being more of like a sensitive person, like I like I like a good passionate kiss, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 a vibe. I mean, if you've kissed me before, sound off. Yeah. If you've kissed me before, <laughs> please send in a review. Please, I need I need the validation. Just the be Yelp. like, no, nah, no, nah, it was good. It was the good. Yelp for kissing. No. Nah. <laughs> Someone make a TikTok video and be like, I kissed Dom once and it was f-ing great. There we go. Just lie if you haven't. Just lie. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have anything you want to share? Anything coming up? Anything you want to promote? I mean, thank you again for having me. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Jordy Music. And uh, yeah, stream the new album. And yeah i think that's it yeah i think we covered so new many album things. boy yeah boy the new album boy you can hear a bunch of songs 12 songs full-length album and uh hopefully playing some shows this fall so stay tuned all right i better get some vip tickets oh you you're on the list babe i want to be i want to be like backstage i got you yeah i got you all right you'll Say be less. there thanks everyone for listening and tuning in don't forget to follow rate and review domi's row wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to past your bedtime on youtube for full video episodes We'll see you next week. Bye.